Welcome to the Stoic Executive. My name is Peter Warren. Episode four, ego in business. Ego is probably one of the most commonly associated traits of our business leaders today. And yet there probably has never been more of a time where ego has been on the nose, particularly from employees, shareholders, and the general business community. Through the advent of social media, uh, and the general media at large, there's never been more exposure for our corporate executives to the community in terms of how their behaviours can have downstream consequences for both their own organisations but the wider community. I want to apply some of the thought processes that uh, the Stoic philosophers had around ego because I think it's a very important concept to pick apart and think about just how our business leaders and people leaders today interpret ego as part of their leadership behaviours. Before we do that, I'd like to clarify what ego is not. Ego is definitely not confidence. Confidence is when we have an evidence in our strength and abilities which is perfectly fine for business leaders and managers. And in fact, I would say a crucial part of leadership is confidence in your abilities. Ego is something quite different. It's something that I believe or I would interpret as an unhealthy belief in your own importance, that you have strengths that simply are not there or qualities that simply may or may not uh, exist in reality or haven't been actually been tested before. In business, is often these uh, prev- prevalence of ego that I would argue is what will be the downfall of many executives or business leaders. A real recent example, I believe, was the Banking Royal Commission here in Australia. We saw many executives take the witness stand in probably the most public appearance that many of them ever made before where the world really was against them. In the cross-examination that many of them were subjected to, there was a couple of things that were displayed. The first one was certainly their their abilities. Um, how across the detail were they there in their organisations? Um, were they uh, capable business leaders? And just how, how across uh, their brief were they in the first place? But the second and probably the thing that I believe guided a lot of the outcome of the Royal Commission was how they approached it. Notably, was their ego on show? The most notable example of this was Dr. Kenneth Henry, who was the chairman of the National Australia Bank, and and also Chris Kelleher, who was the CEO of IWF. Both of these individuals are extremely serious uh, senior business leaders, very experienced in the industries that they operate in, and certainly were across... um, what their organisations were doing. The downfall for both of those individuals, ignoring the legal implications that some that they put themselves in, but much of the downfall that they had was the fact that they approached the Royal Commission proceedings with either contempt or indifference. In it, they demonstrated some ego that they were in some way above the proceedings themselves, that some of these rules did not apply to them. And you can tell from the output of the Royal Commission and the sense in the community was a very strong level of feedback that, no, the rules apply to you even more so. 
Ego, I believe, is one of the most uh, the biggest pitfalls that many business leaders will have, and you particularly can see it when people are promoted very quickly through the ranks uh, and they get a sense of their self-importance, and people sense this really, really quickly. Um, it's often ego where people think they're above the rules or things don't apply to them, where people really become unstuck because they tend to lose their careers not because of things, decisions or business strategies they've gotten wrong. They tend to lose their careers because they make some unforgivable mistakes that usually involve either breaking the rules or breaking the law itself. Thing about egos is not it's it's not just unattractive and doesn't just display less than desirable qualities. It's a really ineffective lifestyle and professional strategy. Humility and confidence is always a far more uh, celebrated um, tool to influence people. Some real recent examples, if you look at the American political situation right now, is Donald Trump. Uh, the President of the United States is probably the most one of the most difficult jobs in the world. And certainly his Donald Trump's ego was a large contributing factor into what got him there in the first place. However, um, and even his Donald Trump supporters um, would 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 you know tend to agree that his ego is actually making that really really difficult job that he's got even even harder. Uh, Donald Trump's ego is giving an impression and evidence is it's certainly there that the leadership style is lacking in compromises, lacking collaboration. When one would argue that politics is all about compromise and collaboration, and it's often leading to these. Uh, very hostile uh, interactions where there can only be a winner and a loser. Um, it's a zero-sum game when it becomes to ego. Um, ego can also have many implications um, for our personal lives. It means that we're less willing to listen to feedback. It means that we can often push away our friends and supporters because we think we're above them or we don't need them. I believe there are two other aspects of ego that really detract um, from from our personal growth. The first one is that because we're so shut off to feedback, we often don't take that time for self-reflection um, to understand and seek and to grow. And that leads into a lack of wanting to improve. Um, it's amazing how well-read some of the most successful people in the world are. Um, Warren Buffett, for example, spends eight hours a day reading. Um, that's a man that many wouldn't blame for having a tremendous sense of ego. But what he has, he, but his, he, he exudes confidence by being very clear on where he's capable and where he's not. And no one would ever accuse him of ego. Ego, almost all of the time, is what I would define as a shortcut to success. And with shortcuts to success, often become tremendous long term consequences. As we move through our careers, and I, I know I've been guilty of this too, and you receive accolades, promotions, bonuses, all these things, you pretty much have a whole system and universe telling you, hey, you're doing a really, really good job. I believe it's crucial for leaders as they grow and develop to fight ego back. As Ryan Holiday in his book said, ego is the enemy. Um, ego is always trying to storm the gates of what we do, and it's our duty as practitioners of stoicism to repel the attraction and beware of ego, rather focusing on instilling confidence in our abilities and exuding humility and empathy, which we all know is the currency of a long-term and successful executive career. 
little bit longer than normal this week, but I think it's a really dense topic and we'll probably explore it um, in further detail. Uh, I certainly encourage you to read Ego is the Enemy by uh, Ryan Holiday. He writes many blogs on this and um, I think uh, there's some real application uh, for the learnings there. That's it for this week. I'll be back next week with another episode of the Stoic Executive.